All right, shows up. Notes are shows, up. Things are recording. Up. We're both here. Yay! Vince it up. Uh, trying to figure out how to build up phlegm. Okay. <laughs> the one I'm editing now has a soothing Vince. Soothing Vince? Yeah. What was I drinking that night? I don't know. Some, something with velvet in the name, I'm sure. <laughs> All right, let me think. Let's do... Welcome to Saturday Morning Superstars. <laughs> he's not sure which one he's doing. Am I on prime time? Which one is it? I uh, can't remember. Just roll, uh, roll, roll theme. Roll theme. Dom and I am Finn and we are channeling our midlife crisis much like Bob Backlund <laughs> I don't know if it's quite the exact same way as Bob Backlund but we're in we'll our 40s and we're going into superstars <laughs> just like Bob Bob's like it's I'm true. 40 I want to relive superstars and that's what yes. we're doing oh that's true yeah you know, I never thought of it that way yeah. I'm just like Bob Backlund we are just like we're older than Bob Backlund like <laughs> I watch this thing and he makes 43 look like 84 yeah. And I was like, yeah. we're older than this guy. <laughs> it's very yeah. depressing. It is quite depressing. He's getting back into it at 43. Yeah. Holy shit. Just, well, I can get back into watching it at 46. This is true. <laughs> we can watch Bob Backlund. That, that's how out of shape we are. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we can watch Bob Backlund be a wrestler again. That's, that's what we're going to do. Right. In fact, it's uh, going to happen. We lost our theme. We got it for one day, and yeah. now it's gone again. No right. more theme. I don't know. Maybe maybe Vince doesn't like the theme, or he's playing around with the cold opens because they're kind of cool. I don't know what it is, but yeah. I missed the theme. I missed the dad jokes at the beginning. I, I don't know if we'll ever go back to that model or not. We'll see. Right now, it's cold opens after cold open. Well, not necessarily cold. I don't know if we call this one a cold open. It's an ad for, I mean, it starts with the logo for Survivor Series, and they're going back to the Gravest Challenge one from last year. Because if you mm -hmm. look at it, it's all Undertaker colors. Yes. It's all purple and black. I was wondering that. I was like, it's kind of a Halloween theme in the background. Yeah. I mean, they went away from having it all be... First it was five on five, then it was four mm -hmm. on four. Mm -hmm. And then they added a singles main event to last year's show with yeah. the Undertaker versus Hogan. And now they're, you know, they slowly pull away from the idea of Survivor Series being teams against teams instead of the whole show being teams against teams and one main event. Now there's one team versus yeah. team and the rest is just regular matches. So the graphics are the Undertaker's graphics from the Undertaker versus Hulk Hogan Survivor Series the year before. Well, I'm noticing as we're going through it, too, they're trying to give it sort of a fall theme, too, because they've added fall leaves to it. So you've got like the spooky tree in the <laughs> background, the shadow of the tree. But then when they bring up the graphics and they're announcing our main event, which we'll get to in just a second, 
along with those graphics, you see some brown leaves and everything. So they're really giving it the fall vibe as well. Yeah, this is weird. This this faked me out. I thought they were just doing a Survivor Series promo commercial and then Mean Gene shows up. Yeah, right away into this. Now, this was teased last week that we would get our main event announcement, but they're giving it to us right away at the beginning. And in a commercial, I thought it would have been maybe something that uh, Gene might have announced on site. Yeah, uh, like live. Uh, like live, but now they're just doing it in the studio. And this is what the main event is going to be. And it is a, a new venue this week, too. So they could have very well done this live. I was I was wondering if we we're going to have our 84th day of hostage <laughs> in Hershey. <laughs> no, the hostages have been let out of Hershey. They are no longer there. They're bleary-eyed. They don't know what their names are anymore. And now they're going to do the same thing to uh, Manitoba, Canada. Yeah. How'd you find that out? Because they didn't have a third or anything. So I did my research, mm. did my research. So I found out that we are live, well, not live, but we are from, <laughs> <laughs> we are way dead at this point, uh, 30 years ago. We are from Winnipeg Arena in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Okay. Uh, which was the city's premier ice hockey venue from 1955 to 2004, home of the Winnipeg Jets until mm. 96. And then it was closed down in 2004 after the completion of the MTS Center and was demolished. And the area uh, upon which it stands is now a retail and commercial complex. It's a mall. <laughs> it's a mall now. Mall. Yes. Where this place That's used weird. to be. Yeah. First time they tore something else down to put a mall instead of tearing yeah. a mall down to put something else. That's funny. I'm not a hockey guy. Is that is the Jets a real deal? Well, team? the Jets were, yeah, I, I know a little bit more about hockey. Uh, the Jets were a thing until 1996. And then they, I don't know if they folded or they became a different team. It was sold to a different city or something. Oh, okay. Um, and then they are back as of maybe four or five years ago. The Winnipeg Jets are now a team again, but they weren't there for a while after 96 welcome to <laughs> hockey talk with <laughs> that's, that's as much I, I i know as much about the winnipeg jets as i know about this show so <laughs> <laughs> so the announcement is what we've been talking about for a while flair and ramon versus mm -hmm. the ultimate maniacs which is macho and the ultimate warrior did mm -hmm. you notice that they're in hogan red and yellow for their picture yes yeah they I look like ketchup that. and mustard <laughs> It reminded me that they were trying to relive the... Uh, the mega powers. The mega powers. Yeah. Trying to do a little bit of that. Yeah, I can see with that. This. Gene is saying this is going to be the greatest Survivor Series match ever. Yeah, I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> I don't think so either. If you look at those two teams, I would take Macho, Flair, and Razor. If this match actually occurred, which, you know, spoiler alert, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't. <laughs> no. I can see, you know, a, a good bit of wrestling between them, like Blair playing the ultimate heel, doing all the heel moves, Razor showing us his power, Macho being the consummate wrestler, and then you've got Ultimate War. This is going to bounce off the ropes and, you know, press somebody or something like Mr. that. Mr. Hot Tag. That's what Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. We're going to wrestle for 25 minutes, and then... Mm -hmm. We're going to tag you in the spaz out so you can just do your three moves. Yes. <laughs> that would have been yeah. the match. That would have been the match. If they were going to make Warrior Champ, I don't know when. It'd have to be kind of house showish or the Rumble because if they're going to put him in a tag, they're not going to get this belt off a of flare and something that people are going to see and pay for for a while. No. 
not after this, because after this, you would have the Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. which it is, isn't until the end of January. Yeah. So, so, I mean, he it could have lasted, but did they, I mean, Flair's leaving. Flair's leaving. Did they know, like, when do they know that Flair is leaving? I don't know when Vince told them they were going to go in a younger direction and then hire elderly Bob Backlund. Yeah. But <laughs> apparently yeah. they did. And then the warrior misses some dates. Apparently his father died. That was the uh, excuse he was using. Mm-hmm. And he gets canned. So we lose Warrior. They're going in a different direction for Flair. And Brett wins it out of thin air. Like, mm-hmm. I just tuned into Superstars one day. And is like, guess what? New champ. Just like Flair. Yeah. And that was, we talked about them trying to, like, bring up house show attendance. And that might have been the thing. They could have done the Warrior at a house show. But it would have had to have been a really, it had to be like Madison Square Gardens or something ridiculous. Sure. For a, for a Warrior to get the title. That's a big deal. Yeah, you want to see that. Brett seems to have been like an experiment, but whatever. I wasn't there. I'm just speculating. Really cool because we finally get Tron 1.0 to do something else. We cut to the arena with Razor on the not so Titan Tron. Yeah, (laughs) the tiny Tron calling out Savage with his "Hey, oye me chico," which I know from experience means "Listen to me." Oh yeah. Yeah, oy, oye me, because I've done songs with oy, Oye is a is a uh, Spanish oye, song that I do. Yeah, oye, oye is a is listen. Okay, so right. listen to me, Chico. You want some of Razor Ramon, me? You don't have to wait for Survivor Series. And he flicks his toothpick. Yeah, and and like a magic trick. He walks off the Tron <laughs> and into real life, and it's real life. <laughs> it was really neat. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought it was pre-recorded, and then out comes Razor, the real guy. So. Well, and that was my question. I was like, was that pre-recorded, or was he doing that live, and then he just came out? I, I don't know. That's, you know, could have been done either way. You well, know, he no. does get the toothpick back, so that might be a giveaway. That's true. Well, I mean, he's probably got, like, an endless supply. Just, like, tucked <laughs> in the vest. There's a there's a guy right off screen holding a little little tin little toothpick of toothpicks. <laughs> there's an entourage. One one guy carries his gold. One guy carries his toothpicks. Exactly. One guy carries his hair grease. <laughs> so Razor's gonna fight Steve May, a bleached mullet shaved hair guy. Yes, we get Steve May. Vince, of course, welcomes us, and Mr. Perfect says, "Take a look at Razor oozing machismo." He's the only one at this point that is still perpetuating that. I have not heard Razor say it for a couple of weeks now, or, or anybody else. But Perfect loves to say that he's oozing machismo. And I was also saying it's amazing how quickly he climbed the ladder. Like yeah. he, he just came in four weeks ago and he has surpassed over half the roster. Brought him in on top. Seriously, who better than Razor? I mean, yeah, no, I agree. He, it's exactly where he should be, but it's just, it's amazing. Like how, how quickly he got pushed. Yeah. So he is fighting Steve May, who has seven TV matches to his name. Also went by Steve Rivers. Okay. From Alberta, Canada. We're going to find that a lot of our red tights are from the Canadian area okay. since we are in Manitoba, Canada. Quite the quality mullet on Steve. Yeah, he's got like a five-star mullet going on here. Yeah, he does. We got beach towel merch. That thing was like their hot item. Like everybody's yeah. got the enormous beach towel sheet. Yeah. Silk screen version of whatever wrestler they're pushing. We get to watch the gold. We get lots of chops. Razor does a backdrop, and Perfect goes, I've never seen that move before. 
<laughs> and I had to yeah, rewind it, was, it. I was like, it's a backdrop. <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty simple backdrop. Give Steve a pretty nasty uh, chop in the corner. He must have learned that one from Flair. <laughs> well, he's got a team with him. He's got like, hey, we got a match. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. got a match for our match. We got we to gotta learn how to chop together. Chop in synchronous synchronicity. I wonder if someone like put Razor and set him aside and said, "Look, dude, you're enormous." Because he doesn't do as much embarrassing the the red tight as he's doing like big guy moves, like moves you see like an Undertaker do or an Andre the Giant mm-hmm. do. He's wrestling like a big man, even though he does like a lot more athletic things than those guys usually do. But he's slow. He's methodical. He's not as humiliating in this match as the ones that we were seeing before. Yeah, this one seemed a little bit more calculated. And as perfect notes, I think in it, at some point, he says how like every move is thought out. Every move has a purpose. He has a reason for everything that he does. Yeah. He does the, the thing where he puts the guy on the top rope and raises yeah. him the, the second rope and does the backdrop off the... Yeah. He's on the second. The guy's on the top. I call it the corner suplex. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. That's probably that's exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah, Vince is like, "What's gonna happen?" <laughs> <laughs> Same thing that's happened every week. What could yeah, possibly this, happen? The guys. Yeah, this is the setup for his finisher, which you still haven't named yet. No, but he's they just, do say Razor's Edge. Perfect says, and, and, and I actually, yeah, he says that as like a pun, mm-hmm. and I wondered if that's how they got the name. God damn it, that's brilliant. Yeah. Kurt, we got to, that's what we'll call the, 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 the crucifix things he does. Yeah. 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 Because when he said yeah. Razor's Edge, I was like, I wonder if they're going to call it and this will be the first time they name the move. I was waiting for it, but nah, it didn't happen. After he wins, Fink is in full Spanish one class from ninth grade where you learn to roll your R's. Yes. He's rolling everything about Razor's name. Uh, apparently, Comic Kid is no more. Yeah, not even mentioned. They just go right into calling him Max Moon and eight-year-old me, even though this would have been 17-year-old me in 1992. Right. But if it was eight-year-old me, I'd be like, wasn't that the comic kid? It's amazing to me that they just change things and don't say anything about it. Mm -hmm. Just like, this is what it is. All right. It's Max Moon now. They should have just kept on rolling like every week at something else. (laughs) It confuses shit out of me. (laughs) Uh, as a kid, you know, this, kid, this guy keeps having a name change. Can give me a complex. Conan comes out. Uh, he's like, I'm Vinny Venus. <laughs> <laughs> Sal Saturn is in the ring. <laughs> Nutty Neptune. Yeah. With the clothesline. So we get this graphic of Max Moon with a pause. And then there's more graphics of people we're going to see for the rest of the night. We got Brett. We got Crybaby Photo Nails, where he looks mm-hmm. like he's crying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Nails. Holy shit, when we get there. Yo, oh my God. <laughs> the hell was yeah, that? That got, was a train wreck is what that was. We get Kamala and high energy. Energy. And energy. Uh, Vince is already moving on because he's talking about the main event that's coming up for Survivor Series because that's where the yeah. money is. Exactly. Jerry Fox is in the ring. Jerry Fox versus Max Moon. Fink announces him as Maximilian Moon. But Vince keeps saying Max Moon, so must have yeah. been a miscommunication there. Well, they uh, did this thing where the name that they wanted to call the guy mm-hmm. had a real name behind it. Like, okay. it wasn't IRS. It was Erwin R. Erwin R. Scheister, yes. And uh, the pig farmers. Henry O. Godwin is hot. Yeah. You know, that that thing. 
Yeah. So here we have Max Moon, but Maximilian is his real name. Yeah. Max Moon is just sure. some kind of crazy coincidence. That yeah. Space, <laughs> even though he dressed him like a Max fucking astronaut. Million Moon. Yeah. He is facing Jerry Fox, mm-hmm. who has 17 TV matches, also went by the names of Randy Ritchie okay. and Rockin' Randy. So, okay. <laughs> that's way <laughs> far from, from Jerry Fox. Yeah, I'm not sure where those came from, but that's those were some of his names that he went through. Max Moon was obviously a, a horrible failure debut because sure. like, oh, Jesus. All right, Conan, get over here. <laughs> we got to lose the jetpack because <laughs> mm-hmm. that looks stupid of you jumping from, yeah, <laughs> jumping from step to step with little smoke coming out of your butt. Yeah. Uh, the name sucks. We're going to change that. We're going to yeah. change Comic Kid to something even worse. Maximilian Moon. Maximilian. <laughs> but they kept the uh, gauntlets that shoot fire. Yeah, he does use the gauntlets as he's coming down the, the aisle. So apparently that was a hit. Like everybody's like, ooh, mm-hmm. pyrotechnics. Yeah. Speaking of Max Moon's pyrotechnics, I don't think his left hand pyrotechnics were working because <laughs> I'm watching the match right now and he goes down and he sticks his right hand up. Uh-huh. And the pyrotechnics come out and they cut to a shot of like straight on of him walking down. He's got his left hand up like this and nothing's coming out of it. So he's just like Zeke Kyling coming down. Oh no. <laughs> Max Moon, the Nazi moon man. Yeah, he starts, he's looking at his hand like, come on. He just puts it down and sticks his other hand back up and shoots another one off. Dude, Nazi moon man. <laughs> Far better gimmick. <laughs> We've sent them to the moon. (laughs) And now they've come back and they're in the WWF. (laughs) All the French guys surrender immediately. (laughs) Horowitz wants no part of Max Moon. (laughs) No. No, no. Horowitz, run. (laughs) Run, dude. Yes. And they kept this god-awful outfit. But he does yeah. not jetpack in anymore. No, thank goodness. He does Lucha Libre in. Yeah. Like he comes in and just kind of rolls all over the place. And Jerry Fox has no idea what to do. <laughs> he he just looks like he's trying to wrangle some kind of chicken or something, like running around the ring. <laughs> Moon's like it's weird because he's Lucha Libreing, but he's also doing rest hold. So he's kinda like halfway in between. So yeah, well, it could be, you know, going through, because he, he does a lot in the span that he's given here, because he's jumping all over the place. I mentioned the uh, combo of moves where he does, like, the monkey flip into the drop kick into the drop kick. Yeah, double drop kick. <laughs> yeah, it does the double drop kick, which takes Jerry out of the ring. And, you know, he does these holds, and maybe, like, while he's doing the holds, he's going through, all right, here's my next combo. Yeah, what made me think Jerry's a real guy is he's able to take the double drop kick, so he had to get his ass mm-hmm. up. Yeah. And Conan, Conan's a big dude. Yeah, he is. And he's getting drop kicks at the guy's f- f- head. Like he almost like misses the dude. He's getting drop kicks so high. Oh, <laughs> brother. Max Easy Moon going. doesn't play to the crowd at all, even though he's got like this fun, wacky gimmick. Yeah. That kids should love. So, yeah. and he's wrestling kind of like a heel. So I actually wrote that Max Moon heel with a question mark. Yeah, he looks he looks like there's one hold that he's doing on Jerry Fox and he just looks menacing like they've got a close up tight shot of his face. And he just looks so angry. Yeah, well, in he, it. Conan spent most of his career as like a gangster badass. Yeah. Yeah. 
and here he is dressed up like a space clown <laughs> yeah. but he's wrestling like he's a he's a heel yeah he's doing nothing for the crowd he's not trying to get like any response even though he's yeah. got the i mean he's practically a toy like kids should be loving max moon yeah i i see vince thinking there's going to be like all kinds of like little uh, max moon dolls and stuff oh, that sure. he can he's, sell he's off of this merch yeah what was the pin? Oh, I know what the pin was. He does this rolling whip slam. Right. With him on his back and he and he holds him and then he rolls back and he's still on top of him. So I guess they consider that the pin. Yeah, this and another pin tonight was like good on paper where it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'll flip over and I'll land on him. I'll pin him in one big move. But mm-hmm. it doesn't work because he slides right off of him and has to get back into position. Mm-hmm. The best slam into a pin I've ever seen is the perfect plex. Oh, yeah. Where yeah. boom, and he's in it. It's already there. Yeah. Yeah, they tried to, you know, match this pin up. I guess he's kind of pinning him, but the way that he's holding the guy after the slam doesn't necessarily look like a pin. They do a replay of the drop kick where he just basically hits him nose to forehead is how high mm-hmm. up he got. It's really great. Yeah. And Max actually finally plays to the crowd at the end where he gets on the turnbuckle and tries to get some applause. So I, yeah, I'm guessing babyface. Yeah, he does a couple of somersaults in the middle of the ring and then jumps up on the ropes to acknowledge the crowd. We are going to have the debut of somebody I forgot even existed, and that was Lance Cassidy. Yeah, I had no idea this guy existed. I had to uh, IWDB him. Just to see, because I know nothing about this dude. I had never heard of him before. I remember his name. Yeah. That that was it. Lance Cassidy. Oh, yeah. I, I remember that name, but... Well, I, I remember Al Snow with Leaf Cassidy. That's true. He was in the New Rockers. Yeah. But, uh, no, this is Lance Cassidy. Lance Cassidy. Yeah. It's kind of like, remember no when clue. the Dukes of Hazard had that season with the fake cousins? Yes. There you go. Yeah. That's this dude right here. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, well, he, he played the part quite well. Yeah, we're going to get him to him later because we're in the event center with Sean Mooney, brought to you by Pro For everybody who cares about their body. Which, once again, is nobody in a wrestling audience. <laughs> yeah, you you got to want it, dude. I have to want it. Sean Mooney goes into, I guess this was a time in our lives where there was some controversy about who actually discovered America. Yeah, the Viking Columbus thing. Yes. Now, as an Italian person, (laughs) it was Columbus. (laughs) All right. All right. (laughs) I'll I'll go with you on that. I am am not Italian, but I am not Viking either. Hey, guess what? We haven't had to watch the Berserker in a while. Yes, that's true. Thank you, Undertaker. Promo number one is the Beverly Brothers and Fredo Macho. I can handle things. I'm smart. Not like everybody says. Yes. And this one confused me a little bit because I understand where they're going, but it seems like they are slowly working their way down the totem pole as opposed to up the totem pole. They want to be the champs. But we just keep seeing them lose. The undefeated Beverly brothers have lost a lot. Yes. We saw them lose to LOD. We saw them lose to the natural disasters. They mention other teams, but the first one they call out is the Bushwhackers, and that's never a good sign. (laughs) That's not a good sign when you're hoping for a Bushwhackers match. Yeah, you had a title match at SummerSlam, and now you're like, well, that didn't go well. Yeah. Okay, Bushwhackers. (laughs) 
You're next. <laughs> Gotta start at the bottom of the totem pole again. This is gonna take forever, Bo. We'll work our way back. Maybe. Mm. Promo two is the Hawaiian crush with uh, 50% more Hawaii. Yes. Aloha, everybody. All I said was he makes so many Hawaiian references in this, and he's got a... Uh, you know, pray for all the people that dealt with the hurricane. I'm not quite sure which hurricane that was, but apparently there was a hurricane in Hawaii in 1992. And he went from like zero to 60 in <laughs> no time flat in this particular promo because he's talking about he's a peaceful man and, yeah. you know, he's a very happy guy. But all you have to do is like stick your thumb in his eye and he's going to kill you. <laughs> yeah. Man, they could have had like a lightning bolt effect and then he's back as a demolition crush. Give me that. I think he's lost in his gimmick right now because they want him to be so likable, but they want him to be like this badass at the same time. And they haven't come around to the idea yet that the, as you said, you know, like the anti-hero could actually work. Yeah. They need these guys to be the quintessential baby face that does all the right things and drinks his milk and eats his vitamins and then can get in there and just kick some ass. Yeah, it's kind of weird that we're in the 90s because it's still too early in the 90s. We don't have grunge. We're not 90s extreme. We're not no. 90s attitude. It's nope. still the 80s leftover. Yes. I mean, Hawaii, you can't just be from Hawaii. No. Now he's Hawaiian. Yes. Like, with an accent and with dialect and with like hand signs and yeah where's this gimmick coming like why would somebody oh i like him now that he's all yeah. like like oh, oh yes. i wasn't so I into can relate to that more now even though i'm not from hawaii <laughs> yeah it's like, big dude wants to crush things i can get that fine if just don't make him dress like a crayon but now he's hawaiian i could be yeah. further away from him now bad move i just didn't like it very bad The next match we have is the birdless high energy coming out to Owen's music. Yeah, I didn't realize it was Owen's music. I just said it's high energy comes out without Coco's music. And I didn't realize how generic Owen's music sounded. Yeah, it's it's Casio setting number 50. Yeah, we hear some of the Survivor Series music. It sounds like a throwaway from that. Perfect. It's like someone called the cab because they're all checkered up in their ridiculous <laughs> outfits. Like, oh, I right. missed that one. Well done. Hey, that, that's a good one. Well done. Perfect. High on the Jams Varnay shirt, kind of throwback to Umbro's Air Agassiz, mm -hmm. just things that, things that the 90s had, Kodak disc cameras. Mm -hmm. Check out Coco's eyewear. He's wearing the Wayfarers, but with the neon earpieces. Wearing the sunglasses with the neon sides to them. Yeah. He's got them. Good stuff. And we have Red Tights, Brian Jewell and Ken Johnson. One of them could be a wrestler. Am I right? <laughs> uh, not well, kind of. I will say that. <laughs> okay. Uh, Brian Jewell had nine TV matches, another one from Manitoba, Canada. So this is a native of the area. This is one they pulled off the street. Mm -hmm. And Johnson, on the other hand, only has 15 matches to his name, but also went by the name of Mad Dog Johnson. Yeah, he's got like Western boots on. So, it's so he could have, yeah, he could have done something a little bit more. Oddly enough, I picked the other dude as the real wrestler guy because he literally okay. looks like Mickey Rourke when he was in The Wrestler. Oh, okay. He <laughs> looks like that character. The other guy is like kind of out of shape, but he's the one that's kind of more gimmicked up with his with his boots and stuff. 
Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I would have guessed the other way. When you don't have merch, they shoot generic WWF stuff because <laughs> there is no such thing as high energy merch. There is no high energy merch. So they shoot a I, kid in a WWF t-shirt. I want the high energy jackets to be sold. Yeah, who wouldn't want a neon taxi cab double-breasted suit? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> With hammer pants and Check, suspenders. Checkers coming down in the hammer pants that you can wear all the way up to your pecs. They made the thing out of that. They just kept on trying to bring them higher and higher up Coco. <laughs> That's funny. They just thought they were the stupidest looking trunks, so they just kept pulling them up. Well, it's, I, I think it had to Dude, be a like, necessary gonna... gimmick because Coco does his finisher. He has to pull his pants way, way up to, yeah. in order to fly at all because they're just so baggy. They're, yeah, they're just a problem. <laughs> they're, they're a problem to move around. I said that from the first time they came out in these outfits. You're supposed to be high flyers, but, you know, high flyers usually have tights on so they can move quick. You can't yeah, move the, quick in these things. The most, yeah, basically they have to wrestle in a sheet. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like impossible yeah. to deal with. Coco's up there on the top rope going, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Yo, I told you. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, if you could do that all across the rope. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And the Undertaker's like, God damn it. <laughs> That's all my bit. Yeah, I walked the rope. Here he is doing yeah. the, the hammer dance He's doing on the, the rope. the hammer dance on the rope. Oh, Oh, shit. Damn it. Oh, well, maybe I'll put that away and not do it for 10 years. And then when I bring it back, we'll call it old school. Yeah. So we get two matches back to back here with Max Moon and then high energy of two very high flying gimmicks. Yeah, I noticed that. Lo- I was like, lots wow. of movement. Yeah, we're moving. Yeah. It's a faster paced show just because you had a Lucha guy and then you had yeah. these two. And I, I was wondering why they did that. And then it made sense to me later. I didn't realize it because he's smaller and... Brett wasn't a good promo either, but mm-hmm. Owen, I think just because of his stature, held him back to getting to like Brett's level. Mm-hmm. But everybody's always talked about how Owen was the best wrestler in the entire family. Yeah. Even Brett said that, like, Owen was better than me. And yeah. I'm starting to see that. Owen snaps Ken with the fastest arm drag I've ever seen. Wow. It's impressive. So, yeah, the more I watch owen wrestle i like yeah he was the better wrestler if not the not the better superstar you know yeah but he was definitely the better wrestler coco does uh, a lot of the high flying stuff as well we get the finisher on this one is the drop kick off the top rope while owen is holding the guy and it's the momentum supposed to carry him into the pin and this is the mm-hmm. other move that i thought was just a better move on paper where it yeah. should be super cool you know owen's got the guy up Coco comes off the top, hits him, and he spins him right into the pin. But it mm-hmm. just never seems to work. It just never seems like they have enough momentum to to do it smooth where it's like, wow, that was awesome. One right into the other, into the pin. It just yeah. doesn't flow. Uh, yeah. But I get the idea, and the idea of it is badass. But it just never seems to be able to work. These guys never get, like, a real match against anybody that we've ever seen. Like, when we did the blow-off no. show, we couldn't find a high-energy match against whoever they were facing at the time. No. Uh, that would have been nice to see. Uh, yeah, I want to see somebody real take that. Yeah. Instead of, like, a guy off the street, because maybe it would work and look awesome if they had some dude who actually knew what he was doing and didn't have, to, like, five matches to their name. Yeah. Oh, well, what you going to do? Yeah, I don't know. We got Tapa Keg of Beer, the softball team, in full effect. Yes. The bros. High in the stands with caps and jackets. Yeah. And they're doing the bird. <laughs> doing the bird. What? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> During this match, because they don't really care about it, they're talking about how Jack Tunney is enforcing the rules more, mm-hmm. and Sergeant Slaughter is going to be the uh, the head 
commandant. Yes, he is the enforcer of said rules. So we're not changing rules. No. The the referees will be enforcing the rules more. And to this day, <laughs> that is not true. That, that hasn't <laughs> happened yet. That still has not happened. No. It's the same as it always is. Always be closing. A, B, C. A, always B, B, C, closing. Always be closing. We have Superstar 7 magazine. Yeah. Boss Man article. Bios on all of our favorite wrestlers, including the big boss man. This is the second time they did a slick transition. So they had the cold open into Razor's promo on the Tron to mm-hmm. turn into Razor in real life. And now they're shilling Superstar 7 with this boss man thing. And out mm-hmm. comes Nails. Well, that's pretty slick. Ties it all together. This is why I said we had two high-flying matches. Because if they were doing this in real time and this was not edited together, <laughs> those two matches. So we saw some some quick moves. And now you're going to see just one of the worst wrestlers along with one of the worst promos ever this might be the worst segment we have ever seen on saturday morning superstars yeah yeah it's it's definitely up there uh nails comes out he looks gassy like yeah he's like dealing with some stomach issues he's had a few too many the way that he starts lumbering towards our our wrestler he looks like he's about to fall over i I have a theory that one of the balloons that he swallowed filled with coke (laughs) Yes. Exploded. Oh, oh no. He's having his off time. Yeah. I liked how the convict is fighting freedom. The red tight's name is freedom. Oh, well, it gets better. Okay. Because this guy went under several names. Okay. All of which are no better than Eric Freedom. First of all, he had six matches, TV Ooh. matches. So he must have used each one of these names for each match. Just okay. I'm going to be someone different every time. I'm an enigma. Every single time he's something different. So we've got Eric Freedom. Okay. We've got Electric Eric. All right. We've got Eric Love. I don't think so. <laughs> we've got Mike Freedom. Because Eric <laughs> Eric wasn't cool enough. <laughs> Eric's dead. <laughs> <laughs> we've got Turbo Eric Freedom. Turbo Eric Freedom. Turbo. Turbo. (laughs) Yes. Freedom coming at you. Supercharged. (laughs) I knew we were in trouble because Nails throws Freedom out right away and then asks Mm -hmm. for the mic. And now he's like, oh no. Yeah, this is going to be horrific. (laughs) We're doomed. Vince has already seen the show. Yeah. And he's doing commentary back home on the green screen. Mm -hmm. And he's prepping the audience for this train wreck. He's like, and Nails speaks very differently. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yes, he has one of the most scary voices, to, you know, he's ever heard. And I don't know what he's trying to get across here, but it does not seem menacing. It's kind of like when Kane was talking out of the voice yeah. box kind of deal. Yeah. He's calling out the boss man. Come right out. Come on out. Come on out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he ends with the here. Yeah. And Warrior's like, what the hell, dude? That's yeah. mine. I growl at the end of my words. I mean, it gets real ridiculous when people trying to bite your style. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They do a picture in picture in real life. They have the uh, live cast of what's going on in the ring on Tron 1.0. Mm-hmm. I did notice that. The only thing that would have made this better if it boss man actually did come out and all they would have had to do is like a stare down boss man doesn't even have to get in the ring just do a stare down from the aisle or something because he's calling him out for a good minute and a half two minutes 
and nothing's happening. Yeah, Bossman doesn't come out, which makes him look weak and like he's a coward. Yeah, Vince tries to cover it up by saying Bossman's not there. Yeah, but if I'm in the audience, I don't know who's who's on the tour and who's in the back exactly. or whatever. And I guarantee you Bossman's coming out for a match because they're probably filming four weeks of this stuff. Yeah. So when he does come out, he's going to look like he was scared to come out. Yeah. We waited too long for this match because Bossman came back like two months ago. And he came mm-hmm. in with that killer promo. And then we didn't get a match at SummerSlam. And we're still waiting for the Nails Bossman match. But he's looking weaker and weaker as the weeks go by. Yeah. He does look like he's trying to avoid him. And the first thing they did after he did that killer promo is had him almost lose to Skinner. Yeah. Remember Skinner really ran the match and then Bossman did the Bossman slam and that was yeah. like, and won with one move. But he yeah. spent the rest of the match getting his ass kicked by a crocodile hunter. With the big guy from the bayou. They need something to make the Bossman look a little bit more badass again. We are back in the event center with the Moonster. And we get our, oh my goodness. Yeah, we get a Bushwhackers promo. I think it was a promo. <laughs> They're singing Mary Had a Little I Lamb. I don't know, like, they, I, I, this is why you're not in title contention. Never. Right now, Bushwhackers. Uh, you are a comedy bit through and through. They start the promo off by singing Mary Had a Little Lamb. And then there, I guess it's has something to do with schools back in session, even though we're in October. So this is well beyond that. And they're hoping that they're, hopefully I get this right, they're bushwhackaroos. Yes, that's their warriors slash Hulkamaniacs. I had never heard that before this. And I knew the bushwhackers growing up. I never <laughs> considered myself a bushwhackaroo. He's hoping that they're drinking their milk, that they're learning and getting smart. So why would they get smart? Because they're going to school. No. So they can come and see the Bushwhackers. <laughs> That's the promo. <laughs> Look, one of these days, tickets to a WWE event is going to be like 250 bucks. And you're going to need a college job to get that, have that kind of disposable income. You so are. let's just prepare now for when you're in your mid-40s and you want to go <laughs> to Wildwood with your whole family. That That's a $500 night. So yeah. go to college. Yes. Say your <laughs> prayers. Drink your milk. Learn. Get smart. That's right. One day, Luke is going to charge $40 for a cameo. <laughs> you're going to need... To have disposable income for that kind of nonsense. You are going to need that. Okay, so the Repo Man promo. Yes. Once again, (laughs) Repo Repo Man Man is is having an identity crisis here because I don't think he gets the whole premise of what a Repo Man (laughs) is. Because he's talking about stealing a car. Yeah, he's a burglar. (laughs) He's not (laughs) called a burglar. That's not a Repo Man. I said what they should have done. If they thought about this, if he's going to be a true repo man, mm-hmm. he should be the suit and he should be teaming with IRS. Yeah. Come on. Taxes and repossession. Yeah. It goes hand in hand, folks. Yeah. He should be in a trio with uh, the yeah. man, IRS and repo yeah. man. Yeah. That would be really easy. Yeah. Wear a suit. You come out with like paperwork. That's what it should be. You are not a burglar. <laughs> most boring match of all time repo comes in with some paperwork the guy's all depressed he has to hand them some keys yeah and that's the match yeah and then, then, then he sits down with irs in the corner he's got his little machine out <laughs> he's shrugging i can't pay out comes the boss man has to haul his ass to jail yeah I mean, 
imagine like the gimmicks actually worked. Yeah. That would make sense. We get classic <laughs> red tight Tom Stone, the Bill Belichick of red tights. Yes, we do have Tom Stone, who actually was a real wrestler. He also went by Rocky Stone and uh, Rocky I'm guessing, Stone. Yeah, Rocky Ro- Stone. Rocky, no. no, Rocky Stone. Oh, oh, duh. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even notice that. Okay. He also went by, I don't know if he was one or two, it just said the executioner. Oh, so yeah. I'm, good, I'm assuming maybe he did some solo work as an executioner, but he also may have been one of the executioners. At yeah, some well, point. one of them was a free bird. Yeah. That was not Tom Stone. <laughs> yeah, not Tom Stone. Um, and out comes the very quickly forgotten, I forgot he was a thing. Lance Cassidy. When I saw Lance Cassidy come out and, you know, we had Kerry Vine Eric disappear, reappear, and then disappear again, mm-hmm. I actually went on and tried to figure out when we lose Kerry Vine Eric. And it's not for another year. He doesn't die until 93. Okay. February 93. So it's coming up. So yeah. I guess we're getting to the point where Kerry Vine Eric was in a pretty bad way because we don't see him anymore. And we get, yeah. a, new, we get a new cowboy character. Yeah. So that, that kind of sealed the deal for, I guess, Kerry Vine Eric. Yeah. This is a terrible replacement for Kerry Von Eric. Lance Cassidy is... Well, it looked like they were trying to do something along the lines of of the Texas Tornado. Right. Because he's got the cowboy gimmick. He's got the... He almost looks a little bit like Kerry Von Eric. Yeah. He looks like if you ordered Kerry Von Eric from uh, Wish, (laughs) you'd get this guy. Who's trying to wrestle the hell out of this Tom Stone and it's not going well. It's a really sloppy bad match. Yeah, it was. He was he missed missed spots all over the place. And Tom Stone knows what he's doing. Right. You know, even though he doesn't necessarily look at it's even mentioned in there that Tom has never heard of like a pro. Yeah. They're like, you're not taking our product. No. There's one spot where Tom is on the top rope and Lance comes over and grabs him, catches him before he can jump off. And he looked like he dropped him on his head. Perfect says that he dropped him on his head. Yeah. Yeah. They're trying to do that flare spot where he goes up to the top rope but gets caught and then gets slammed. Yeah. But he doesn't go over. He goes right on his on his head. Right onto his head. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of bad timing in this match. I don't think this guy's long for the world. I remember his name, so he's around for a bit. Or this Mm -hmm. is or I saw this match thirty years ago and the name stuck in my head. But it's a shame because it's not a very good match. It's a it's a bad debut and it's a bad first impression, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, we get pre made Vince. Um, Oh yeah. Touch of Grey's Anatomy with pre-med Vince <laughs> in his chest area. Ah, the chest area. Somewhere chest. in the chest. But as bad as this is, life's going to get a lot better because Kamala is next. Oh, yeah. But... He's coming. We've got uh, Slaughter in the aisle. Oh, yeah? Slaughter is in the aisle uh, in a suit, which means he must have authority now. Mm-hmm. As opposed to his normal sergeant's outfit. Gene comes out and asks him about the new direction that they're taking they're pushing this whole uh, the rules will be enforced way more severely now and slaughter is sort of the overseer of all this and he assures the audience and the listener that there will be law and order in the wwf and then the boss man comes out and says hey stop with my gimmick that's my gimmick why is everybody stealing each other's gimmicks on this show exactly nothing sacred over here we got some perpetrators hey it's in canada doesn't count 
He guarantees that there will be law and order in the WWF. I wonder if something's going on with Sarge because he doesn't finish his feuds. Like, we don't get the Mountie blow-off. They mm-hmm. substitute him with Duggan. He doesn't show up for uh, SummerSlam. Now he's out of his garb and he's in a suit and he's more of an official. So I wonder if yeah. he's like, get me off the road. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> you get Kamala next. It's weird. Everything's out of order. This yeah. Kamala next. It isn't. No. <laughs> we get Sarge and then we get this thing. Yeah. Which is, uh, what is it? Is it like an article in Superstar Magazine? So it's, it's, they already touted the Superstar Magazine earlier with all these different bios that they're doing on wrestlers. And they decided to tie this into the Bob Backlund promos of having him come back. So they show the article on Bob Backlund. And then I guess because this is his promotional video of coming back, kind of like the Razor stuff, but Razor was so good at his promos and Bob is not that they have to couple it with these montages of what he used to be. Yeah, and it's unfortunately like videotape from the 70s. Yeah. And then black and white photographs. It looks like wrestler from yesteryear. Yeah. (laughs) I wrote down, makes 43 look like 73. He looks a million years old. Yeah. And it's just funny because now we got guys this old that are jumping around and wrestling on a daily basis. We we have 43-year-old wrestlers and 50-year-old wrestlers And today. they don't look that old. Yeah. They don't look anywhere near as old as Backlund looks here or, or as just stodgy. He just looks yeah. like your dad. Yeah. And he doesn't look like AJ Styles. No. Who is around 43. I was not into this at all. No, and they put him on the screen where he's sitting on the couch, it looks like, or something. And it almost looked like he's reading his promo. Yeah, word for word. He's reading it promo word for word. And he says, how is he going to fit in with all the color, flamboyance, and flair? Yeah, and he he emphasizes flair. Yeah. Because we got a Ric Flair. Yeah. And he's sitting in like like the tuxedo my uncle got married in in 1974. Yeah. Yeah, he's got the, the, the open V neck without any chest hair <laughs> a collar the size of like yeah. a Boeing it's it's awful yeah he's like go put a suit on look like a champion he's like well the only suit I got is what I got married in oh god <laughs> damn it yeah it's a shame the only thing you could do with him is turn him heel because nobody in 1993 is going to give a shit about a guy who's champion in 79 no no, especially the kids. Yeah. The kids that they're they're trying to, you know, gear this towards. They, they weren't born then. Yeah. He was champion for six years. We could make it work again. Yeah. Mm. No. 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 Not at all. We all get right. Kamala versus Kevin Kruger, who's yes. uh, he's a regular red tight. He has been here a few, a few times. So I noticed that we start the match as we normally do with, with Whippleman in the ring. And you got Kevin Kruger there. And Whippleman wants to do the announcing for Kamala, of course. And I realized that, you know, we call him Dr. Harvey Whippleman. Yes. Uh, he must be a medical doctor because he has a medical bag. He does have a medical bag. So I'm assuming that his doctorate is medical. I'm hoping not. (laughs) (laughs) That's why he carries the medical bag. I don't want to see Harvey Whippleman try surgery or something. (laughs) Yes, yes. But Whippleman on mic deliberately says stuff that has to deal with Kamala and his idea that he's afraid of The Undertaker because he's like Mm -hmm. fearless. Yes. Kamala. 
He is a fearless Kamala, and Vince is not uh, convinced. No. That he is fearless. Kamala is interrupted by uh, Undertaker on Tron 1.0. So yeah. We're getting a lot of mileage on the new Tron. Yes, he's trying to use it as much as possible. We paid what a lot for this thing. We're going to get it on screen. What What else can it do? <laughs> Why am I only seeing their graphic? It's like Sean Mooney shit up here. Do you know how much that costs? <laughs> Undertaker doesn't do much. He just basically does a rest in peace. Right. And it distracts Kamala long enough for Kruger to attack from behind, which of course has no effect no. on Kamala. So he gets his ass kicked. This is a great Kamala match because Kamala is doing his normal shit, but he's always staring at the Tron. Every time that he is beating someone up, he's beating them up and then will always check the Tron to see if the Undertaker is going to reappear. Like he's scared of the Tron. Yeah. Just so subtly good. <laughs> it's, it's really good. It's like, I'm going to tell the story that I'm still scared shitless of this television set. I did have the problem, though, that I felt like Kamala used the ropes way too much. This was like a more Kamala as a wrestler and he shouldn't be. Yes. Match. He would throw uh, Kruger off the ropes. And he would do like a reverse kick and they would throw him off the ropes and they would do a chop. Yeah. Uh, you know, so a lot of, a lot of ropes in this one, a little bit too much ropes. And it's very quick. Like the match ends pretty quick and he does mm-hmm. the, does the pin on the wrong side and hooking the foot and then, then yes. he only spins him once because it, the real deal really isn't the match. It's what's coming up after the match. Yes. Paul Bearer, once again, coming down the aisle, bringing the casket to the huge applause of the crowd. Kamala freaks out fairly quickly on this one yeah. and runs out through the crowd again. Vince just makes this really annoying. He's like, I bet the Undertaker's in there. I bet the Undertaker's yeah. in that casket and he's going to come out. And he doesn't. Yeah. No one's in that casket. Think Paul Barrow can push a casket with the Undertaker in it? Undertaker 300 pounds. I don't think they're saying that Kamala is afraid of the Undertaker being in the casket. I think he's just afraid of the casket. We talked about, like, why would he be afraid of this box? Yes. He's never seen that before. Yeah, he has no idea what that is. No. Kamala is going to fight the British Bulldog mm-hmm. on primetime wrestling. That should be an interesting match. Could you see like, Kamala as Intercontinental Champion? That would be <laughs> the best. Just holding a bell, like, what do I do with this thing? <laughs> yeah. I may have to check that out. I want to see Kamala fight the Bulldog. <laughs> there's there's got to be something to that. I feel like there's got to be some interference on uh the undertaker's part or something like that yeah i was gonna just, wonder you're not gonna have them get pinned i i don't think they're gonna like have either one of them win that match I, i'm gonna watch that and be like fan was right undertaker came out scared the shit out come out <laughs> yeah something yep something's got to go on there we get a survivor series ad lots of dun 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 who will survive Everybody's going to survive. No one dies. Yeah, yeah nobody's dying. Okay, that would be awesome. <laughs> he, he was the sole survivor. Everybody else, holy shit. It was awful. It was a purge. Bloodbath blood outside of the ring. Everybody's dead. Everybody's dead. Uh, I win. But everybody else has lost. <laughs> I, I win. And the audience is like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Got way more for my money than I thought I would. That was terrifying. (laughs) Holy shit. Yes. We got Bill Jordan versus Bret Hart. 
Yes. Bill Jordan is another uh, Calgary guy. Only four matches to his name. So there's another one they just pulled from, uh, I'm assuming, a small promotion from up there. I'm calling them all demos Brett because they mm-hmm. show every demographic of fan oh, going yeah. crazy for Brett. Yeah. If you're a little girl, you love Brett. If you're a 40-year-old dude, you love Brett. If you're a mom, you love Brett. Yeah. I mean, Brett is... Yeah, everybody loves Brett. He's good for all seasons. He's the Jay Leno. He's like, he, nothing wrong with him. He's all right, you know? Yeah, he's good, wholesome, wholesome guy. He's Helvetica. You know, he, he, <laughs> he he's yeah. that paint you paint your house before you sell it. He's, he's yes, prime all, white. He's all, yeah, he is. He's, he's off-white <laughs> Brett. <laughs> he puts his live glasses on a little boy and the boy sees aliens. They said something like that. Like, he has <laughs> Hitman vision. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> Like a scoop appears and yeah, just starts exactly. sniping people. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't like try to hitman the hitman. Yes. Like, Brett, I mean, when you're in the Heart Foundation, we had you in pink, but now you're the hitman. Like, we're, we're going <laughs> to lean into that. So you're, you're going to wear this zoot suit and we're going to have you like take people out. Tommy gun. God, I got to leave this place. Uh, please. Going back to Calgary. We get another pre-med Vince as uh, there's an attack to the lower abdominal area slash the lower back area. Oh my god. Yeah, I think I had a lower abdominal. Yeah, I did. A lower abdominal area of reference Yeah. on that one. He'd be the vaguest med student of all time. <laughs> he would fail every medical test. Yeah. So which organ is it? It's something in the middle. Yeah, the, the chest area. The chest area is giving a problem. <laughs> the lungs, the liver, the heart, and that. No. Yeah. yeah, sure. <laughs> All of them. Yeah. That's the chest. Yeah. Is it in the chest? Uh, yeah. Then that's it. Yeah. We get a picture in picture of, uh, once again, WWF Magazine. Brett's on the cover, and mm-hmm. they're uh, doing a Brett Shango article. Well, we, we've still got Ultimate Warrior in the picture, so Hitman is still being touted against Shango. I'm guessing they were leaning towards that for a Survivor Series until things went awry. So they're going to push this as much as they can. Is he hexed? He's not. No, he is <laughs> no. not hexed. And he could give two shits about being hexed. So. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm not participating in the in the no. goofy part of this angle. I'm going to no. fight Papa Shango. I will but, wrestle him. Yes. Yeah, but I'm not gooing anywhere. <laughs> yeah, don't goo me i'm not spinning up anything brett gets a long match here he gets all five moves of doom in yes i did notice that i have it written down five moves of doom all there what do i have here is some hip tosses some corner tosses i have a clothesline clothesline that didn't look good yeah well that's one thing i noticed like usually brett was fighting against a established red tight like a Cato mm-hmm. caliber barry horowitz gilberg kind of guy who knows how to wrestle this dude mm-hmm. is an out of shape kind of walrusy dude what mm-hmm. who is this dude well yeah he wasn't much as i said he only had four matches and he was from calgary so this was a local dude he's like we found him in a bar hey brett yeah can you make do something with him. It's like, uh, yeah. Kick his ass. <laughs> yeah. <Okay>. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Go for it. Do that several times. The crowd went absolutely crazy for Brett and the sharpshooter. Like, yeah. he goes to put on the sharpshooter and the crowd goes nuts. I did not, because we didn't have a lower third of any kind. I didn't know he was in Canada. So, yeah. That could have been, yeah, why he was getting such a huge reaction. Yeah, the crowd's up for it. Because he's not too far from home. Yeah. He's like, yeah. I get to eat with mom tonight. 
Yes. <laughs> and the family's yeah. like, you've had the, you fought your brother-in-law, you asshole. <laughs> and he's like, I thought we were fine. I no, thought we were over this. It's okay. Team Bulldog is like, I, I'm not eating with him. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. And that's almost going to wrap it up because we're in the event center. Yep. We, uh, Art is, of course, in search of a belt, yes. as Mooney says. And we get a, a model promo where he's wearing a raincoat outfit. Yes. And he's, but he's saying he's dressed for success. I said, he's like off, off of singing in the rain. He's in like <laughs> a full raincoat with an umbrella and the hat and like. What is he modeling? modeling. I was just wondering how how he considers a raincoat outfit dressed for success. Like, it's going to rain? I'm okay. He's he's dressed for foul weather. Yes, (laughs) he is. He's wearing the Hitman gimmick. Yes, (laughs) he's wearing what the Hitman should be wearing. Yeah, Yeah. that makes sense. He looks like Rick the Flasher Martell. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. Got the raincoat. Oh, what happened to tennis pro are we out of tennis season i, don't I know guess we're just season. we're just trying out different outfits at this point yeah it's, it's the, 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 the yeah well that's what it was the tennis outfit was you know very end of the summer now we're into the fall so uh, we need our raincoats yeah <laughs> you see him like in, in a snowsuit <laughs> two yeah. months <laughs> yeah dressed in all north face shit Meanwhile, Mooney slams him when he when you go back to the event center. He's just like, "Yeah, that's that's awesome, but until you get a title, nobody's listening to you." Yeah, he's like, he's like, nobody cares what you say until you get a title. Mooney cuts his own promo. He's like, "You're yeah. lower mid card, dude. We send you to lose to to, to Shawn Michaels." Yeah, just says his comments will fall on deaf ears until he gets a title. I was like, "Wow, go Mooney." <laughs> You go to the Boston Garden one that's online. It's like Sean Mooney versus Rick the Model Martell in the Boston Garden. Oh, that happened. Sean was cutting promos all of them. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Going to a good promo to a really clunky one. We got the yeah. IC Bulldog. Well, he's got nobody that he's really fighting right now. So it's just everybody wants a piece of him. I mean, that, that seems to be when you have a title and you're a babyface. That's the go-to standard promo. Just everybody wants a shot at me. Fine. Come bring it. You know, I'll take on anybody. All comers. I'm, I'm, a, All I'm a fighting comers. champ. Yeah. That, that's pretty much what you got. And I think he's done like two or three of these right now because they just haven't given him any feud to go right. off. He had the Brett one. And now he's gotten, he, there's no build towards anything. Yeah. Because Sean was kind of in and out of the picture. Mm-hmm. Sean was kind of like the go-to IC dude. Yeah. And that is it. We are out. That is the end of the show. Did you like the episode, Than? I thought it was good because, uh, once again, we were in a a new venue. Yes. So we got some new matches, uh, a new crowd, and uh, some some decent red tights in this one. Yeah, Yeah. we're getting into Survivor Series, so we're trying to tell those stories. What we're probably going to get next week is some teams. We get the uh, teams versus teams. Yeah, we'll start to see those form because we'll be at uh october 17th next week so that means we'll be about a month out yeah that four week build perfect yeah my red tight of the night uh i really should have picked uh stone who takes a, a header because <laughs> he just gets killed fatality uh, yeah. but i did jerry fox for doing the drop kick that conan gave him he got like four drop kicks in this match and just kept on getting up for him and conan would hit him straight in the face yeah so go jerry fox 
Very good. My red tight of the night was Steve May, who went against uh, Razor Ramon just because he had a awesome mullet and embodies everything that I think a red tight should be. You're skinny. You look like you're going to lose. You got the mullet. In this day and age. Yes, exactly. Man, that, that that would be an awesome gimmick for a guy now. He's just a mm-hmm. skinny mullet dude with really generic wrestling gear. <laughs> you go straight to the top. I'm squash match, Jim Johnson. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to kick your ass today. My best match was high energy. I actually thought they had a pretty good match. That was my best match as well. A lot of movement in that one. Owen and uh, Coco seem to be getting pretty tight with what they're doing. Yeah, they're getting their act together, literally. Yeah. Tune in next week. Yeah. Next week on Superstars, we are going to, oh, first of all, we, as they're going into the tune into next week, they show a kid with an identity complex because he's got the ultimate warrior paint on his face uh-huh. with a big Undertaker gear shirt on. He's every wrestler. <laughs> he's everybody right there. I'm Amalgam. I'm, I'm everybody. Yes. <laughs> but it goes into that and we get the next week on Superstars. We're going to see Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. The boss man will be in action, okay. followed by Money Inc. and the Bulldog. And we will have a Ric Flair and Razor interview, which begs the question f- for me, because uh, I know the exit of Ultimate Warrior happens fairly abruptly. Yeah. Like, I- I'm going to be, because they're really pushing this, and as they should, because that's what they think the main event is going to be at Survivor Series. But what, like, what do they do when they have to quickly pivot? Like, That's is there interesting? Yeah, is there a mention, or is it just this is the way we're going now? You know, I forget because it was kind of last minute. I want to say mm-hmm. it was like a, just a couple weeks out when you ordered one pay per view. The cable company just kept yeah. on bombarding you every single time, and I remember the poster having Warrior on it. Yeah, and I remember them having to the switch over to Perfect, and it was it was quick, but. When you're pre-taping a month, like we should be seeing pretty much this arena all the way up until Survivor Series, right? Yeah, it should be the next the next three weeks after this because if they're usually in a four week rotation, yeah, yeah. So we well, yeah, we should have this and maybe another arena. So it's it's got to happen during one of those Mm -hmm. because Perfect's got to get out of the booth. Yeah. So it's gonna be interesting. We're gonna have to. Yeah, he's gonna start wrestling, and uh, Warrior's gonna be gone, and. Yeah, and we got to quickly pivot to Brett as the the champ. So, yeah, a lot, yeah. Going, go, a lot going on. Meanwhile, w- one thing we failed to mention that happened earlier was Vince mentions during the Bret Hart match that Kamala never made it back to his dressing room. Kamala's lost. They lost him. Well, first of all, I'm saying Kamala has a dressing room. <laughs> yeah, was he was he put on? Was <laughs> he change like, into or out yes, of? He was always why, wearing that. Yeah, like he's going into that room to put his Lloyd cloth on from what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Is he getting in a business suit? I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, so at the very end of this, sort of a we'll tune in next week. We don't know what's going to happen. Kind of moment, <laughs> right? Uh, we get the cameras backstage to see Kamala flip out. Uh, and Harvey Whippleman's like, get those cameras out of here. Get those cameras out of right. here. Right. Well, at least they found them. Nothing to see here. You just see, like, Bigfoot photos of Kamala. Just yeah. blurry. <laughs> blurry. <laughs> He's on a milk carton. Have you seen this Uganda uh, giant? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just it's awesome. <laughs> you're on the turnpike you're, you're just, like, trying to use the bathroom, and right in between is the missing person thing. Oh, no. 
There's we lost Kamala. Kamala. We lost Kamala. Oh, that's unfortunate. Oh, well. Well, well that's it, man. Shawn Michaels has left the building. Yes, and sayonara, Undertaker. Undertaker.